everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited to be here today with another interview uh, with one of our favorite uh, residents of Hope Valley. We have Loretta Walsh is here and <laughs> she plays Florence on When Calls the Heart. And Loretta, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So this is so exciting. It's your first time on the podcast. I'm on the podcast. And what we like to do is we like to uh, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, and so we like to ask what inspired you to become an actor? Oh, you know, I have actors in my family. So I was, I always grew up around creative people. And uh, so doing concerts and dancing and singing and making up plays was just a big part of my childhood. Um, so, and also I grew up really in the middle of nowhere, rural Australia. And so my childhood was very much go outside and play. And so that meant I had to use my imagination to entertain myself. And so then I really became involved in, in dance, which then led me to the local community theater society. And that's when I really fell in love with theater and with acting and the rest is history. And then I was sort of determined like that's, that's the dream. That's the thing that I want to do. So did you do a lot of like musicals? I did. Up? I did yeah. my very first musical was Oliver. And then I had um, a part in The Sound of Music in which I played one of the Von Trapp children. Yeah. And that really sealed the deal for me. Yeah. I, I felt so, I just loved the sense of collaboration and community that I experienced from doing that show. And I guess, you know, there's a certain thing I think that all human beings are looking for. I think that we're all in some way looking to be really seen you know, to be really seen for who we are and understood. Some of us also want to be looked at, but not everybody does. <laughs> and I think that that's really, that's really probably the thing that ignited in me during that experience mm -hmm. was like, oh my goodness, I get to do this really creative and fun thing. Mm -hmm. And I also get to feel really seen, you know, at the same yeah. time. So that combination was, was pretty, uh, pretty addictive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's something so satisfying about it all kind of coming together and all the pieces kind of coming together. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I, I was in some shows in high school and just being part of that kind of team is so satisfying. Yes, absolutely. That's my favorite thing about this mm -hmm. is, you know, um, it's a team sport. Yeah. It's a team sport. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, if we ever are able to get our uh, Hallmark musical off the ground, our dream, oh, our fantasy amazing. Uh, is what we want. Because <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be so fun? Because you have so much talent, so many oh, great talent. singers that are in the Hallmark family yeah. and Christmas music, like it just fits. I mean, if they had a countdown to Christmas musical, it would be the hugest ratings ever i people would love it yeah you're right and, and there's so much talent oh yeah. my goodness the singing the acting the dancing the playing mm -hmm. instruments you know all of that yeah, I, yeah. I think there would be a lot of people within the hallmark world who would be totally yeah. down for that they, even, they got like they dipped their toes into it this last season with the christmas waltz where they had this uh kind of whole ballet sequence yeah camp is a, a you know trained uh ballet dancer and 
and everyone loved it. It went. It, it was the number one movie of the of the whole Christmas. So I think uh, it would be a huge hit for sure. Yeah, I agree I would, with you. I would be so excited. So if you're if you're listening, Hallmark, <laughs> let's get it done. <laughs> it be so fun. But uh, uh, but that sounds really great. And uh, so being it from like rural Australia, that that were there are like a lot of opportunities no for you yeah no. i wouldn't so how did that how were you able to kind of make yeah. it all happen you know i mean i i think i really sensed from a pretty young age i am going to have to leave here yeah. i'm gonna have to i'm so that's what i did is once i I finished school, I went to university and did a program in uh, majoring in theater arts as an actor. And then I was like, I need to go to the biggest city possible and start my career there. And so I did, I moved to Sydney and then started doing theater and little bits on TV and commercials and short films and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I sensed early, okay, I'm gonna have to go. Mm -hmm you know, and, and bless my parents, right? You know, they always said there's a way bigger world out there than, than just what you see here and you need to go and, and explore it and, and figure out where you belong and what you like. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm a parent myself, I'm, I understand how difficult that is, you yeah. know? <laughs> because I always say to my husband, what if she wants to go and live, you know, in Antarctica or something? You know, are we just gonna be like, what a coincidence? We're also moving to Antarctica. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's a difficult thing, I, I think, to, to let go of your kids. Yeah. Um, but I have time. I have time and I have been told by other parents who are now empty nesters. It's okay. You'll be ready. <laughs> you'll be yeah. ready. You'll go. I, Off you go. It's been challenging for my parents because uh, I'm the only one of, well, there's six of us kids oh, and wow. I'm the only one that lives close by. Yeah. Well, now my brother's actually moved down, but, uh, but uh, my two, two of my sisters live in England. Oh, so wow. that yeah. has been challenging. And, yeah. well, you know, yeah and uh especially with the uh with the pandemic uh my my one sister actually ended up getting married last year and so we oh, all had to just oh, we were able to watch it on uh the videotape but um oh, i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> but hopefully i mean it's funny because i literally the week before lockdown started I, I submitted my uh, passport application. Mm -hmm. I was figured, oh, I'll get to go to, I'll go to London and, you know, for my sister's wedding. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then it didn't end up, I didn't end up getting it back until mm -hmm. September. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was in March, it took all the way till September. I'm like, well, wow. I guess it's good I have this, but, mm -hmm. but anyway, hopefully she'll still get to do the wedding sometime maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah, spouse. we're all having to just get really creative about how we live life and how we mm -hmm. celebrate events. Yeah, cool. yeah. She, she she was able to get married, but uh, hopefully we can actually do a wedding uh, next year. But, but yeah, it's been a crazy time, of course. Oh. But uh, do you remember the first like real part that you ever got? What that experience? Did you just like oh, freak out? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, because, you know, like, 
it's a it's a it's a a challenging business yeah right so when you get picked you know it's like oh my goodness they picked me and now I, I get to do it yeah you know um absolutely I mean I remember getting my first tv job in Australia which was on a, a local cop show called water rats and I was totally thrilled you know and and also the thing with being an actor is that you don't know why you get picked and you don't know why you don't get picked right. a lot of the time right so it's kind of like oh so when it happens it's 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 always exciting to me I don't think I'll ever lose um that sense of of like oh yay I, I get to I get to be a part of this I get to collaborate and be on set or or do a wonderful play or whatever it is I think that thrill is 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 always there for me yeah I, I figure everybody that's in the creative arts has sort of a that thing you do kind of moment where uh where you, that 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 that's it they picked me uh, kind of a thing like that moment yeah they're so excited absolutely and for all the ones that you see there's so many more you know that you don't see right? yeah <laughs> it's like i think um I think if if people had like a, a window into how actors and a lot of creative people worked, I can only really speak as an actor, but like there's mm -hmm. so much work that happens that seemingly never turns into anything. Right. But I believe it is all contributing mm -hmm. to the successes that you are going to have and the successes mm -hmm. that are coming your way, right? So so how long have you been in Vancouver? Uh, at the Vancouver, I have been here for 13 years. I moved wow. out in 2007. I used to live in Toronto before that, which is my husband's hometown. Mm -hmm. Hometown, I should say, it's a massive city. But um, yeah, so I lived in Toronto for six years and then we moved out to Vancouver. And so Vancouver has been very good to me. I've, I've had a really... Um, Was that hard with the, the it being... Uh, so cold the weather in toronto growing up, yeah growing up in a yeah. in uh, australia yeah in toronto i will admit come february i was angry <laughs> <laughs> because i was like why do we live in a place where when i walk outside the air hurts my skin what are we doing yeah um because you get that humid cold up there it, yeah vancouver is, is, is less so you know frosty but it, the rain can definitely set in here mm -hmm. um and i usually pre-covid of course i usually go to australia over those winter months when it gets really dark and kind of torrential so i try to take a reprieve you mm -hmm. know go with my family go see my family there because it's summer yeah during that time so i just try and sort of work it that way but yeah, yeah it's an adjustment for sure mm. you know but the beautiful thing about being in Canada is there really is very distinct seasons you know in Australia it's kind of like really hot and not so hot mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> or there's kind of the rainy and the dry season so yeah, yeah I, I do um I do really appreciate the seasons I think they're beautiful yeah, yeah. well so when you're doing a part do you uh, do you differentiate between have, trying to have a like have a Canadian accent versus an American accent? Versus yeah, it depends on the part. Uh -huh. You know, I'm so longing to 
to play a part in which I can sound like myself. Now I am, you know, I I think that I've spent a lot of time um, kind of attempting to fit in here in a way. And so that's a lot of work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say. yeah but you know I guess I'm kind of putting it out there like I really I I would like to play somebody who is who does sound like me yeah Um, you know and and in a really like authentic genuine way not in a uh, in a kind of uh, character to a stereotype put another shrimp on the barbie you know (laughs) kind of way so you never know what's what is on the horizon but it always depends I look at the role and I usually what happens in Canada unless the show is really specifically Canadian they want a very American sound Mm -hmm. so I had to really learn how to do that you know and and continue to you know always have to work on that Mm -hmm. um yeah so it is really role dependent yeah you know what would be really good they could get you and Pauline Egan I don't know if you know her I know Pauline we grew have, up on the street from each other. We're from the same really? like, town. Yeah, middle of nowhere. That would be perfect. So you could have the two of you playing sisters yeah. from Australia. And <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Then it that'd could be, be some fun story. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You know, Pauline is uh, she's kind of family in a way because her sister married my brother. No so, way. Yeah. So my sister-in-law is her sister. So it's so weird, right? Like, what are the, what are the chances of that? Yeah. We love her. She's awesome. I, that, yeah, that would be really, really good. And you could have a really fun story. You can make it like a summer nights movie. Uh, (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. yeah. Pitch it to Hallmark. (laughs) 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 Yeah. If you're listening, Hallmark let's yeah, make this love, happen love, <laughs> love down on that ah it would be so good you could have like a crocodile dundee kind of like vibe going on yeah that always always mm-hmm. seems to come up as a, <laughs> as a as a reference for sure yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at the Bundle Game and Hardy's Ass Bundle Listen from the creators of the Countdown to Christmas Hallmark Channel board game. There's now an official When Calls the Heart board game. Test your When Calls the Heart knowledge, recall your favorite show moments, and celebrate season eight. This game is so much fun. Like the name four card, name your four favorite episodes of When Calls the Heart. Not sure if I can narrow it down to just four. Or this acted out card, Love Triangle. That's a fun one. You can have these and many other cards in this fun game, When Calls the Heart board game. You can get your game at www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. That's that's both words, Hallmarkies Podcast, free shipping. It's really fun. All kinds of trivia and fun stuff about your favorite show. So make sure to check out the When Calls the Heart board game at the www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, did did how did you first hear about When Calls the Heart? And it because you, you were in it from the very beginning, correct? was yeah so I got the call so how it works when you're an actor is that you have an agent or a manager Mm -hmm. 
They submit you for parts um, to a casting director who is hired by the production to find the, the actors who are going to be in the show. And so I got a call and I was actually out of town. I was on vacation with my fam with um, my husband and his family. And he said, listen, I have this audition for you. Um, Michael Landon Jr. Is, is one of the producers and he's directing and he's going to be at the auditions and let me know what you think. I know you're away, but let me know what you think. Let me know if you wanna just tape it and send it or what. And I actually was not an audition for Florence. It was an audition for Marta, Marta Crocker. And so oh. I, I, I looked at the script and I, I don't know, you know, there was some kind of intuition in me. I think I'd really been looking to do a, a television series that was really focused on women and the importance of, uh, of women's friendships and the, the importance of the sisterhood of, uh, of, of really, you know, how women just are incredible and the support and the friendship that they, that we provide each other is just like one of the joys of life. Yeah. So I said to my husband, I think I have to go. I, I, I have no evidence that this is going to turn into something but I just feel like I do need to get on a plane and I do need to go and meet Michael Landon Jr. And I do need to audition for him in person. And so I went and the audition was great. And then, you know, probably a week later, I got a call saying, hey, they actually want to put you forward to the network for Florence. And I was like, oh, but I didn't audition for that part. And then they said, that's all we can tell you. And I was very excited because I knew Florence had some more story. I knew she was a bigger part. And so I was like, all right. And then I got a call saying, okay, you got to go back in and work with Michael with new Florence script. And um, yeah, so go do that. Mm -hmm. So I did. And then uh, a couple of days later, I got the call that I got the part. Wow. Yeah. So you, you actually left your vacation in yeah. order to come and do the audition? I did. Yeah. God bless my husband and his family. <laughs> I was just like, I think I need to go. They were like, you got to go. Okay, you go. You go, girl. Go, yeah. go, go, go. You go get it. You know? And so but it was really just intuition. That's actually kind of how I've made the best decisions in my life is just it's always the ones that I don't think about too much. Yeah. Moving to Canada, becoming an actor, having my daughter, you know, getting on that plane to go and audition for One Close to Heart. Just like, I think I need to do that. These very sort of quick decisions and, you know, so far it's really worked yeah. out. Well, I can relate to that because I've, I feel the same kind of thing as far as my podcasting because, and becoming a film critic, it was, it's, it's just been one one decision, like my friend and I, we uh, we decided we wanted to cover Anne with an E over on my channel that I oh, have, yeah. and uh -huh. we weren't we didn't really like it very much. So we decided to talk about Hallmark movies, and uh -huh. and then that ended up really people really liked that and really taking that took off, and and so then we ended up creating the Hallmarkies podcast, and you know then that has completely changed my life and. And I don't know, so it's just like one little decision led to another little decision to another decision. And, and uh, so I think I can definitely relate to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, I, you know, mm -hmm. I guess the message is trust yourself. 
Yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like listen to that, that, that knowing that wisdom inside. Mm -hmm. So when you guys did the pilot, when you started the first season, did -hmm. you feel like this is something that has legs? This is something that's going to be around for, for a while? No, no, I was hopeful. (laughs) I was so hopeful. Yeah. Right? You know, for me, this was my first time doing like a, a big recurring role on a TV show, you know, like I had bits and pieces of TV movies and really so much of my experience had been in theater. Like I've done dozens and dozens of plays. And so I was so hopeful. I was like, this is fantastic. This is a dream come true. My best friend, Jill Morrison, who played Carla Noonan on the show, we, it was our dream to do a show together. And so that dream came true in season one. Mm-hmm. And so I was hopeful, but I had no idea where When Close the Heart would go. If it would go anywhere, I just, you know, I, yeah, I, I was hopeful, but I had no expectations and I had no sense of, first of all, how long the show would go or how incredibly popular it would be, or the the Hardys. Yeah. Uh, that is not something that I was thinking about at all. So to have, you know, this incredible group of fans who really have stuck with this show all of these years, who have come with us on all of the ups and downs, who have been with us through many different changes. Oh my goodness. If you had told me that at the beginning or even the end of season one, I would have said, uh, I mean, I hope you're right, but I don't know. I don't know that that's possible. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, you know, it's yeah. really become um, a real gift in my life and, and in many others as well. Well, what do you think has made the show a success? What do you think is, is, is the big pull for the show? I don't know what it is exactly, but I think that there's a few things going on. I think, I think the show really is kind of a, a bomb you know, or a, a soothing place to be. <laughs> you know, it's entertainment that I think there's a part of all of us that wants to live in a place like Hope Valley because the values of Hope Valley are about love and community and acceptance and forgiveness and hope. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, especially in today's world where, where with technology and with the internet and with many different things that are happening um, on on this planet. Uh, I think it's really lovely to be able to escape into a simpler time, you know, where uh, where I think we all wish, you know, we, we had mm. a community like, like the residents of Hope Valley. Mm. And I think that, and, you know, like it, it certainly takes a village, you know, to make a tv show i think and i think that the people in the network and all of the creatives and all of the technicians and all of the crew and the cast and the producers and the writers like i think they really care i i think we've somehow assembled a group of people who really want this to go great and they all have 
you know, like a, a great care and respect um, for creating something that will bring our audience joy and if not joy uh other good and important things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh so what is your favorite part about playing uh florence <laughs> she's such a character oh my yeah. goodness i mean listen i love it when i get to to be comedic mm -hmm. you know and have lines like this is inappropriate mustard and and um you know his music it, is quite provocative yeah i mean to be such a busybody it must be fun such a busybody so fun it's so fun to play a character who is always actively doing something so mm -hmm. that's been really really fun and i guess you know like i started in a pretty emotional place with florence you know because she had really gone through as many of the women in the town had gone through just total devastation and loss and grief. Yeah. And so I do, I also really like it when uh, Florence has an opportunity to be more vulnerable because I think that's actually really the truth of who she is. I think mm -hmm. that she's just a really vulnerable um, person, you know, who has her own, fears and her own stresses and her own wants and needs and so i i really welcome okay. it when uh when the writers will allow me to sort of you know peel back some more onion as to yeah who she is. well it was really fun her learning to man the phone lines because it was like the gossipy now we have this gossipy person that's now hearing everyone's conversations and what she's gonna do like the that perfect job for her yeah definitely but you know the thing is about florence is that she makes a lot of mistakes right yeah. and she really has to learn lessons and sometimes she doesn't get the lesson the first time and so then she has to learn it again yeah her achilles heel is that she just she cannot help herself when it knows when it comes to wanting to know what is going on with everybody and also not being able to have the boundary to keep a secret. Mm -hmm. Like she just cannot help herself sometimes. <laughs> she just has to share it with somebody, right. you know? Um, and I think that that is kind of indicative of just a really lonely character. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is attempting to connect with Molly or connect with other people in the town. And, oh, well, do you know what I heard? This is what's <laughs> And so I, I think it's just, uh, it's a deficiency, which is trying to have a sense of intimacy with somebody right. for wrong reasons. And it's not real intimacy, right? right. It's, it's very, it's fake intimacy. So, but I, I think that she's, she's in the past been quite lonely. Yeah. Well, so how did Flomo evolve and uh, what has that been like with, uh, uh, with Johanna uh, oh, building that whole relationship up you know i think it started kind of in season two Molly uh -huh. and florence kind of got got put together a lot and so it's been great you know i mean so much of what you see on screen is really just johanna and loretta right yeah. because you know we've had eight years to get to know each other and you know johanna's a dear friend yeah you know, I feel like I know her very, very well. And 
we have a really uh, we have a really great friendship, mm-hmm. and so it's been delightful. It's been delightful to have, you know, um, uh, what's happening on screen also be happening, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. I would say that Johanna and I are, are different from Molly and Florence in that mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we, we don't have the same gossip gene yeah. that sometimes those ladies can have. Um, I think we have like some pretty firm boundaries. And I think we also, you know, don't have as much judgment as, mm-hmm. as some of those. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, listen, in season eight, I can't give too much away, but what I will say is you will get to see different sides to Flomo. Mm-hmm. And it's been an incredible gift that John yeah. Tinker has given us because what it has meant is that we actually really do get to go deeper into that friendship mm-hmm. and we get to really share some more intimate and private moments between Florence yeah. and Molly and it's it's really beautiful oh. so well, we're excited and we feel like with with the new showrunner that there is more of a, uh, a even because last season there was more of a spirit of an ensemble I feel like and then I feel like this season has been even more so and yeah. as and I think that uh, the, as hard as it was to lose Jack, I think that that it has helped the show become less of a two-person show. And now it's really about the town, which I think has been good. Yeah. And you know what? I think, you know, for a show to go for so long, and also we don't know what the future holds. I think all of us are so hopeful, you know, to do this for season nine and 10 and 15, you know, like yeah. I think everybody would be like, yes, please. This is like a dream job. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. But in order to do that, we do have to have different stories, right? Yeah. And When Calls the Heart is always going to be about Elizabeth Thatcher. Elizabeth sure who comes to Coal Valley, turns into Hope Valley, and her journey, of course, you know, she's, she is the lady that this is about. But I think it's, it's smart um, to also have our audience be able to invest in other characters in order mm-hmm. to be able to keep the show moving. Right. And I know that when Michael and Brian Bird created the show, I had seen an interview with them and they said that they wanted to set up a world in which they could have a hundred plus episodes of a show. So it was really important to them to set up this community and this world, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I mean, goodness, from from their lips to God's ears, right? Yeah. yeah. When you first saw on like Twitter and stuff like that, people talking about flow mode, were you were just like, wow, what is going on? Like there, there are people who were like advocating more flomo, more flomo, more time. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Oh my yeah. goodness, bless them! Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think what it is with Florence and Molly is they're imperfect people, but they really are each other's ride or die. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's so valuable I think that if you don't have someone in your life like that you really want someone like that in your life and I think Mm -hmm. it's just really relatable because you know if you have a best friend 
you're gonna sometimes you're gonna um support them and sometimes you're gonna chastise them yeah. and sometimes you're gonna laugh with them and sometimes you're just gonna hold their hand when they're going through a really rough time and i, I think that's that's who flomo is you know they're kind of a duo who do that for each other you know i mm -hmm. think they really see one another and i think because those characters have both been through some deep loss and some deep trauma they understand where the other one is coming from yeah yeah. And that really, you know, makes for a deep friendship. Yeah. So last year with the everything getting closed down and things, were you worried that you weren't there, they wouldn't even be able to film a season eight? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Nobody mm. knew what it meant. A year ago, we were all just going. Yeah. Stand by. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. So I think, you know, um, when we did go back to work, there was such a level of gratitude from everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, oh my goodness, like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I think that gratitude um, really, you know, as, as cheesy as it is, you know, behind the scenes, we are a little bit of a Hope Valley community too. We all mm -hmm. really care about each other. You know, we've developed friendships over the, these years of spending so much time together. And so I think when it came to the safety and all of the protocols of being able to continue work because of COVID, everybody bought in right away. It was like, mm -hmm. absolutely. Test me, clean everything, wear, wear masks for sure. Like we're all in this together because we really want this to work. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to get through the whole season without any incidents. And so that was, um, that was really incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I guess since you're in Vancouver, you didn't have to quarantine or anything like that. No, I didn't personally, everybody who came in from the U S did. Yeah. So they had to come in early and quarantine for a minimum two weeks and get tested and, you mm -hmm. know, all of that stuff before we started work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that, uh, difficult shooting with all the protocols in the sense of uh, you're obviously are not going to have group scenes or or you know just the, the keeping the distance and everything like that that must have been challenging yeah you know it was it was an adjustment and I think many of those adjustments really started in the writer's room mm -hmm. you know, I think that they probably went okay well we're not going to be able to have big group scenes in the church this mm -hmm. year like that's just not going to be able to happen yeah. we have to move as many things as possible outside yeah we have to you know keep things as safe as possible i think that also kind of minimized the uh, number of guest stars that we had come into a whole valley this year um we still have them of course mm -hmm. but i think that there was a lot of care taken and it started right at the top it started with with John Tinker and his room going, okay, how can we problem solve this to make it as safe as possible while also still telling compelling and entertaining stories? Mm -hmm. Well, and obviously you can't give any spoilers, but uh, it seems like we're getting more FloMo this season than we've maybe gotten in the past and maybe a mm -hmm. little romance. Well, yes. Yeah, it's very so exciting. We're getting more flomo mm -hmm. and um yes there is the the potential yeah for suitors 
Yeah. And Molly, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun because we're going to get to see some different sides, you know, to those characters. Mm -hmm. There is, there is one scene that I, I think it was in episode two and it got cut and uh, oh. it was a beautiful scene with Florence and Molly. And I'm so sad it didn't end up in, and listen, you know, like it's so hard. It's right. so hard because there were many scenes that got cut and sometimes that just happens right because yeah episodes are running too long but there was this really great scene of florence and molly walking down the main street of hope valley and i love this scene because it was really florence who was driving it and saying to molly you know if we if we don't try we won't know mm -hmm. And I, I felt like it was such a beautiful scene because it really encapsulated how much of a risk it would be for Florence and Molly to dip their toe into the water of potentially seeking companionship with a man again. And so, you know, I think that that will show up anyway. I, th I think this it's a difficult decision for them sure. to kind of put themselves out there in that light you know um but yeah stay tuned this yeah. you're gonna get to see different sides to both of those characters this year i very well we're very excited it's gonna be fun to see them being a little bit more vulnerable than maybe yeah. they have before i think it'll be good totally because it's uncharted territory for both of them because you know they've been by themselves um you know since losing their husbands mm -hmm. well we like to end our interviews with some fun silly questions so oh, not that the previous questions haven't been silly, but here we go. The first question is, what is the best, what's the best ice cream flavor? Oh, chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Simple chocolate. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite color? Pink. Yeah, fun. Just like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what music are you into right now? Oh, Oh my goodness, that's a great question. You know, like the sophisticated part of me goes, well, I like to listen to classical music, but really I like to listen to what my kid is listening to, which is all of like Disney princesses. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, the music is so good. She's a big Frozen fan. Oh my goodness. You yeah. Know, <laughs> Moana, she's totally in. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. That's that's good. All right. Uh, what is we used to say go to date night food, but since we can't go on dates right now, just your what would be your Postmates order, <laughs> or, or your your What's or your DoorDash or oh my DoorDash yeah. oh yeah. whatever they have in well, Vancouver. You know, listen, my one of my favorite foods. I, I can't choose a total favorite food, but pizza. I just love pizza. <laughs> I'm like, I could never give up gluten or like say i'm not gonna have wheat anymore because i'm like are you kidding me have you heard about pizza <laughs> yeah. i feel I like it's like the best yeah i i know my mom is gluten-free and i just like oh oh i feel so sad hard. For you. i know i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry i know i feel bad for her oh but uh all right well what is would be your go-to date night activity if once well, we're back going on dates again you know, my husband, we, we love date night. We would go for dinner and then we would mm -hmm. either go to a movie or to go and see a show. Yeah. We love to go and see comedy. 
you know, um, my husband's childhood dream was to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, really? And, uh, so we see a ton of stand-ups. We see a ton of comedy. So, because we love to laugh, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that would be my go-to. Cool. All right. Dogs or cats? I love both, but most recently I've had dogs. Okay. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Same for me. Uh, would you rather be in a fancy dress or sweats? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, in COVID times, I mean, it's it's been all sweats. All yeah, I know. That's the thing. I would rather be in fancy dress because that would mean I'm going somewhere and going out and doing something fun. <laughs> Listen, I love fancy dress as long as I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't like it when I'm wearing shoes that are like torture devices, right. you know, I, I, I love to like get dressed up and feel really beautiful and fabulous, but I also just really want to be comfortable. So mm-hmm. sometimes I will, uh, I will sacrifice the glamour for comfort for sure. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Oh, I love the holidays and I celebrate like all of them. Um, I'm going to say my daughter's birthday. Oh, that's a I cute that's, answer. I like it. It's a mental answer, isn't it? Yeah, that's really cute. But it's meaningful because I think everybody's life changed that day. And it's so fun to, mm-hmm. to see her joy. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so last question, what is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Oh, oh you know, I, I love romance. Love Actually is one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. I watched it again recently at Christmas and I was like, there are a few things in this movie now that are like, it's a bit um, uh, dated. I yeah. guess I'm not sure <laughs> if they made this movie now that, oh, that some of this stuff would end up in the movie mm-hmm. um but i do love that movie and i also have a special connection to it because my husband he we were on vacation together one christmas in australia watching that movie and the scene with uh colin firth and uh the portuguese girl mm-hmm. when he comes mm-hmm. back to say i learned portuguese and i love you and will you marry me my husband in that moment left the room and went and wrote his proposal. To no me. way. That's so cool. I have a, I have a connection to that. Yeah. That's really romantic. I love yeah. that. Very good. Well, very good. You passed the test. You answered all the questions. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and talking with us. This was great. And we'll definitely have to have you back and we got to get you in a Christmas movie not Hallmark, I'm not what calls the art Christmas movie one of these days. Yes, I would absolutely love that. Yeah. So if you're listening, Hallmark, we got to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I could be the the cousin, uh, you know, the friend yes. from Australia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who comes to yeah. town yeah. and gets the, the total American Christmas experience. Yeah. There's a fish out of water. That would be so fun. It would. It would be so good. So... <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And uh, do you have social media or anything like that you want to share? I sure do. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at, at Loretta underscore Walsh. And I also do have a, a Facebook 
page, which I share anything that's going on with me in terms of uh, shows and movies and what have you that I'm in. Um, and that's just under at Loretta Walsh. Great. And we'll have all that in the description section. So people should definitely follow, follow Loretta and, uh, and you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store, which has tons of Hardy's inspired merch. So definitely check that. We even have a, a Team Flomo shirt that you can get. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's <amazing. laughs> and uh, so definitely take a look at that. And then we also have our patron group, which we really appreciate that support. So take a look at all of that. And thanks again, Loretta. We really appreciate this. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Thank Bye, everyone. So Bye.